Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. On the air. And um, really, uh, really enjoying the day today. It just uh, Today is a hunker down, stay home day. It is nasty outside if you're just tuning us in or maybe you're just watching over on the live stream. And uh, we're, you know, we've kind of, uh, we got the, we got the outside camera going. For those that are uh, for those that are outside of the area that are kind of going, ah, how much snow are you really getting? Well, there you go. That that's for the for those that are watching from the outer outer bank, so to speak. There you go. It's it's a boatload. We're getting a boatload, which is fine. You know what? We didn't have any. We're getting paid back now. We didn't have any in December, so now we're getting loaded, loaded. Uh, anyway, that being said, um, good to have you on board. Uh, feeling good about uh, this weekend, regardless of the outcome. Um, we talked about it in the first hour, you kind of come into this week with a lot of hopes. And I described it last night. One of the bartenders, when we were having dinner down at Calderon club said, it's kind of like, you know, buying a ticket for the lottery. And then you start to dream about winning the lottery and you start to feel really good and anxious. And in reality, you know, you're not going to win the lottery, but it's good to dream. But ultimately for what this season has been, the ups and the downs and the fact that they needed to win to get in and they did that you know, gave us a little bit of hope, and in addition to that, um, gave us a lot of positive spin moving forward. Now, we'll wait and see what happens defensively speaking in the offseason, and we assume that, uh, you know, the the defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, who we're going to hear from, by the way, uh, is not going to be here, uh, but he has got a monumental task this weekend. It is not – I don't think it's whether or not the Packers offensively can keep up. I think it's whether or not the Packers defensively can slow down what Dallas does at home. Dallas averaging well over 30, 33.3 or 33.6 points per game, I think is what it is uh, when I read it earlier today. And uh, they have been able to put up uh, a large amount of points on uh, teams. But then again, they're not playing stiff competition at home, but they're much better in the dome. They're undefeated at Jerry world and they haven't lost there in a long time. As a matter of fact, at Jerry world, but they, uh, they've been extremely good and the Packers are going to have a monumental task in trying to slow them down. So we'll see uh, if the Packers are up to the task. Absolutely. Uh, Casey says, do you believe that the Ravens are the best team in the National Football League? I picked at the beginning of the season, and I still feel really good, obviously, about my picks. I picked San Francisco and Baltimore to be the two teams representing in the Super Bowl this year out in Vegas. So I feel good about that. I think Baltimore probably is the most complete team. I don't know what San Francisco is going. I, I Some people think Brock Purdy is nothing more than a glorified game manager. Other people seem to think that he is he's not getting enough credit for being a good quarterback in the National Football League. I tend to lend myself to the latter. But as far as the tenacious defense – and uh, a quarterback that certainly is playing at an MVP level. I would be surprised if Lamar Jackson does not win the MVP this year. Um, Lamar Jackson has certainly earned back a lot of respect this season, the way he has played, the way he's bounced back, specifically after signing that big contract and coming back from injury. He has really opened my eyes. You know, he's always been – He's he's had – you know, he had the good Hall of, or Hall of Fame. He had the good uh, MVP year a few years ago. And then after that, he just never – it's like his game just stalled. 
And then he got hurt, and we all know that. We all saw what happened last year. And then, you know, the way that their season ended because he wasn't going to play with that knee. And uh, they went into Cincinnati and ended up getting beaten. Had I, be- I believe that had he played, they would have ended up advancing against Cincinnati last year in the postseason. But he comes back this year, and he just has been spot on. And the addition of, the addition of Odell Beckham Jr., while he has not had this just ginormous vaulting season, he's been a hell of a cog in that offensive machine. And they've been able to do it all. They've been able to run the ball. They've been able to stop the run. They've been able to defend against the pass. They've been, he's been a, very much a, a guy creating with his legs. Uh, it just, he's, and he's become more of a quarterback rather than just a running athletic guy. So – I, uh, I, I've been impressed with Baltimore. Yeah. If it it pains me because I, I'm, I'm not a fan of Baltimore at all. Just not, uh, never have been, but yeah, they, if I had to give you an honest opinion, I'd probably say, yeah, they're probably just a tick above San Francisco as both of those teams wait for their opponents next week in the divisional round. But yeah, I would probably have to have to agree with you on that. 877-867-1670. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Joe listening to us in Spencer. Joe, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I Did you enjoy that uh, Packer, Green Bay Packer CBS episode they had this morning? I didn't get a chance to see it, but I did uh, get oh. a chance to uh, DVR it, so I'm going to go back and watch it when I get off the air today. It was awesome. They was showed, it they had the, the, they had They had the a board that looked like a ski very long ski. They had 30 shots on there. They filled them all up, and then everybody took a drink at the same time. And it awesome. was they it, they had this uh, uh, old ambulance that the neighbor uh-huh. across the road bought. They used that for a setup point for nearly sort all grills with brats and steaks yeah. and everything on there. And they interviewed people. It was awesome. That's awesome. You know, that's that's a, a, anytime yeah, you get a 30 person shot ski, that's huge. Yeah, they they really went all out on that, and they said, "Oh, that's the best tailgaters in in the NFL." Yep, I would uh, I would most likely agree with that. They do have some pretty good tailgating that goes on in Dallas. I will admit that. Uh, obviously, in Buffalo, uh, they've got great tailgating with Bills Mafia and such. There, well, well, not, Kansas not City this has weekend, no, 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 not this weekend. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. Yeah. You the man. When you get done. Okay, bye. Thanks, pal. Talk to you. He drops off. You get on board, 877-867-1670. Yeah, they did a piece on tailgating and uh, the Packers tailgate and such on uh, CBS this morning. So I uh, I did DVR it because he told me about it yesterday, so I sent my DVR, but I did not get a chance to see it this morning when I got up. So uh, I will, uh, I'll take a look at it after the game today, or after the uh, show today, without a doubt. Uh, Yuta says, what would your thoughts be if this man, and he sent me a picture of Joe Barry, Led the Packers to a Super Bowl. This year, Yuta, um, I this show would be sponsored by Depends. I would crap my pants. I would be shocked if the, the Packers won the Super Bowl this year. I would be shocked. Um... That is a beyond dare to dream moment, by the way. That is a beyond dare to dream moment. Um, by the way, the season's first general manager hiring, the commanders are hiring the uh, 49ers assistant general manager, Adam Peters, as their new general manager. There you go. 
The commanders are hiring the 49ers assistant general manager, Adam Peters, as their new general manager. So that's uh, one of the first new GM hires of the season. Gerard Mayo is going to be the new head coach in New England. He's taken over for Bill Belichick. Uh, the team parted ways with Belichick yesterday. They didn't waste any time. They turned around and uh, hired Mayo, uh, as he had been kind of groomed to be the successor anyway. So that announcement came out earlier this morning. So that is also uh, a done deal. And we don't know if there's going to be or how many teams will be looking for head coaches in addition to the ones that currently are after this weekend or next. So we'll wait and see. But uh, there still could be some more coaching vacancies before it's all said and done. Uh, This one's from Pat. Pat says, uh, hey, Bill, with all the snow flying right now down there in the southern portion of the state, we could sure use some up here. You know what? I I heard that it is like um, mid-portion of the state north and northwest is very bereft of snow. I don't know if that's true or not, but I had heard that there's just not a lot because I was talking to – as a matter of fact, I was talking to Barb from Four Seasons the other day, and she said, yeah, it's been – that nothing, you know, it hasn't even been cold enough to consistently make snow. So now it will be, but yeah, they, uh, a lot of the resorts up north and a lot of the mountains that usually have ski skiing going on, they've been hurting. They've been losing money because normally through the month of December, uh, you get all of these cold temperatures and during the, um, during the holiday break, you get all the kids and the families that are snow skiing and tubing and such and nothing, nobody was making snow because you couldn't cause it was too warm. So I, I feel for you. Uh, let's go to Jackson. Uh, listen to us in Memphis. Jackson, how you doing, man? What's going on? Doing great, man. Uh, yo, just wanted to talk about this game in Kansas City. I mean, we're looking at like sub-zero temperatures, crazy wind. Yep. I mean, how are any points going to get scored in this game? That's a great question because it's, first of all, you've got a team from the south. Tua has never won a game, and he's 0-4 in temperatures 40 degrees or below. So I don't know what he's going to be capable of doing. He's from Hawaii. He played in Alabama. Now he plays in Miami. So they're already kind of Xing out uh, to his capabilities in this game. But then again, you've got the stone-fingered wide receivers of the Kansas City Chiefs who can't seem to catch a ball to save their life. So, I, God, what would you put the over and under at? Maybe, what, 45, I guess, at best? I mean, that's where it is. But, like, I mean, crazy wins, too. So, I mean, kicking's right. going to be hard. So. I don't yep. see how really any points. I'd be surprised if this game gets over like 20 points. Yeah, I was going to say, if you end up with a game that's like, what, 17 to 10, it wouldn't surprise anybody, right? Not at all. Yeah. It, and, I, that, and I said that earlier. It's one thing when you get these frigid temperatures and you say, look, it's going to be a snow game and it's going to be like 38 or 32 degrees or 28 degrees or something like that. But once you're down 9 degrees below zero, 27 degrees below zero with feels like temperature and winds of 40 miles an hour, that's that's not fun for anybody. I don't care who you are. I mean, I know Packers fans pride themselves on getting out in that kind of weather, but that's not fun for anybody. Yeah, I mean, what point is it just dangerous for these guys to just even be yeah. out there? Because it's, it's the high is 6 degrees on Saturday. Yep, I completely, 100% agree with you. You know what? It was, I just posted this yesterday, too, as a matter of fact, that uh, it was yesterday or the day before was the anniversary of the game in which uh, Cincinnati played San Diego. And it was, I think it was negative 40 or negative 59 degrees. It was uh, 40 yesterday. It was 42 years ago yesterday. Cincinnati played San Diego. They met in the AFC Championship game. The wind chill was 59 degrees below zero. And that was the first time that the Ohio River, since they had been keeping records, had completely frozen over. 
to the point that you could walk from northern Kentucky to Cincinnati without having to cross a bridge, that it completely froze over and barges and stuff were stuck in the middle of the road. I remember that game. I remember that. I remember the, you know, I got to live there. I remember that like it was yesterday. And there's great stories that came out of that game from Anthony Munoz, their all pro uh, tackle and their Hall of Fame tackle, who talked about, you know, getting his arm, hit, got hit in the arm. They had, because back then they didn't have the spandex in their sleeves, so they were loose. The sleeves mm-hmm. were loose. So they would tape the sleeves with duct tape. And if you accidentally put the duct tape on your skin, they went to peel it off, and the skin, like, cracked, just cracked open. And it didn't start bleeding until they got into the shower because the skin had yeah. frozen over. Everything had frozen over. And that's when, uh, remember, Forrest Gregg had put Vaseline all over his face just to keep the wind off of his face so his face stayed uh, hydrated so he didn't cr- have his face split open. I mean, it, I can't imagine. And plus it was on that crappy turf at Riverfront Stadium. I can't imagine doing that today. I just I couldn't imagine it. But they did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine it being that bad, but it still feels like the type of game that you'll everyone will remember in 30 yep. years when uh, oh, absolutely. the Miami absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't put up any points in Kansas City. Nope. Appreciate the phone call, Jackson. Thanks for listening Absolutely. to us down there in Memphis. He's he's right, man. I'll say this. I was – the coldest game was the year that the, the – um, far – it was not Favre's last game against – that I'd ever been to. It was not Favre's last game against the Giants, which was brutally cold. The game, it was a few weeks prior to that. We went to uh, – we were going to cover the game down in Chicago – and it was winds were it was below zero, but the winds were like 30, 40 miles an hour. I, I'll never forget. I've never been that cold in my life. It, it, it hurt. You got out of the car and it hurt. You got out of the car. You parked in the uh, the the, uh, the Waldron deck over there. That's where they put the media. And I remember walking from the Waldron deck over to uh, Soldier Field. And climbing the, the there's a little ramp there that goes up around the back end the south end of Soldier Field, and walking up the ramp. And I remember by the time I got to check in for the media uh, entrance, like your chest hurt from breathing. And then the wind, which was coming off of Lake Michigan, was pounding you, pounding you. It it just, it was brutal. And then uh, we were downstairs, um, and we were getting ready to, we were walking on the field, and driver came out. And Driver was one of those guys didn't wear sleeves. And Driver came out and, you know, I was talking to Donald. I said, hey, you know, wearing sleeves today? No, no, baby. No, no, baby. That's the way he would always talk to you. And okay. And then after the game, I remember seeing him and I said, uh, you know, do you wish you wore sleeves? And he just looked at me like, oh, my God. Uh, it, It was brutal. Remember, that was the one. I don't remember who the punter was where he punted it and it like went straight up and straight down. There was no yardage on the punt. The punt almost went backwards because the wind was blowing so hard out of the north uh, northeast. I, that was the most brutal cold game I'd ever been around. And I couldn't imagine being a player. Couldn't imagine it, being a player in that contest. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, uh, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, 
Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on uh, two things. Uh, one is, uh, hey, Bill, who do you think has had the better season, Jordan Love or C.J. Stroud? Uh, both kind of rookie campaigns. Even though Jordan Love has been in the league three years, the study behind Aaron Rodgers, I know he had more knowledge, but do you believe that Jordan Love had a better opening season and debut than C.J. Stroud? Um, boy, that that's... I, that's a great question. Because you can't take either away. C.J. Stroud put Houston back in the postseason. You know, I mean, that team was 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 nothing. They were they were they were torn down. They were they were nothing. And he made them relevant. Jordan Love took over for a legend and was supposed to win eight games, won nine, seven or eight games, won nine, put him in the postseason. And over the last, what was it, eight weeks of the season, had one of the best quarterback ratings of anybody. As the season went on, he got even better. So I that, that's, I don't even, you know what? You can't go wrong picking either. I'll tell you that. I, maybe you could say C.J. Stroud because he's a total rookie. He literally came into the league, you know, nine, ten months ago. You know, whereas Jordan Love had already been here and seen what it is, to, you know, to, to go through an NFL season, knows what it's like for three years prior. I, I, but but still, I mean, you know, I, that's, that's almost an unfair question, to be perfectly honest with you. Okay, uh, Navy Nugget, I, I got to answer your question. I got to be I, over on the live stream. Uh, he said, hey, you did the uh, the show earlier this year that was an F the Heat show. Remember, they were telling everybody, stay home, don't go out, you know, as if, you know, 90 degrees was going to kill people, you know. So, and remember, we did the show outside. I did it, I think I was wearing a black shirt, and we grilled out. Remember, we grilled out under the Tiki Bar. It was 107 degrees under the tent or under the, the roof of the Tiki Hut, the whole thing. I get it. He said, why don't you do an F the Cold show? And make like ice chairs and sit outside and do the show. Um, I'm going to be a million percent honest with you. Okay? This is one of those those completely bearing of the soul moments. I am a giant wuss when it comes to cold. I hate it. I'm not a fan. I know I live here. I love it here. Um, but I, I love the snow. I love to look at it. Days like this, this is my this is my mental picture. Okay? Coming up later tonight. Uh, the only time I'm going to go outside, I'm going to shovel a little pathway over to the over to the tiki bar, and I'm going to lift the lid on the grill, and I'm going to fire the grill up, okay? And I'm going to get the grill to about 450 degrees, and I'm going to throw a couple of steaks on there or some Al Capone roast, and then I'm going to walk back inside as it cooks. And then I'm going to go down to the great room. I'm going to take an armful of about 8 to 10 logs, I'm going to throw them in the fireplace, light a fire, turn on the big screen TV, and then when I believe it's time to go back out and flip the steak or the roast, I'll go do that. And then after I flip it, I'm going to go down to the bar, down to the wagon wheel, and I'm going to pour myself probably a big old beer or two, 
or five. And then I'm going to get that, and I'm going to head back upstairs, go to the great room. We got a table in the great room, a table, uh, a big dining table in the great room as well. So I'm going to put the beer on the table, and then I'm going to take my plate. I'm going to go back outside. I'm going to get the roast, whatever it is we have. I'm going to give Kristen hers. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to close the lid. I'm going to go inside, and you will not see me again until Sunday. Just so you know. That's it. That's it. That'll be my day. We're going to do a little broccoli tonight. We might even do a little Brussels sprouts tonight. But a steak, maybe a roast, something like that. But, yeah, that, that'll be it. Beer, and I'll be good. So I'll wake up tomorrow morning. I'll feel good. I know I'm hunkering down. You know, we know we got uh, NFL football on tomorrow. Go downstairs into the gym again. Hit the treadmill. Maybe take a class in the Peloton. Then do a little lifting because I've got hours. i got hours to kill tomorrow. Nothing going on. Work out. Get a good workout, shower, sit down, ready to watch some football, and then I will see you at Nice Ash on Sunday. That is my my plan. I am a I am a, I am I'm I'm a wuss when it comes to the cold. People ask me all the time to go ice fishing, and I love fishing, but I'm I'm no I'm not going to do it. Look at that! If you're watching on the live stream, look at that. That that's that's you can almost tunnel out to the uh, tiki bar at this point. It's getting there, and it's coming down even harder now than it was earlier. So, anyway, that's it. That's it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what my plan is. I am a total wuss, and you can call me that when it comes to the cold. I have no problem with that. I will own it, and that'll be it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Grant, I know you're a snow skier. You enjoyed that yesterday, but when it gets down to frigid temperatures, are you? Uh, are you uh, that guy that goes outside and, and ice fishes and all that kind of stuff? Or are you the guy that hunkers down? Stock down on ice fishing for me, right? I used to go all the time. And the last couple of times I've gone, I get out there and I pop up my shack and I get everything set up and I fish for like five minutes. And then I start thinking, what the hell am I doing? I could be right. relaxing on my couch. I could be doing anything other than what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Uh, but I love going outside in the snow. I love being outside in the winter. There just has to be a, a rhyme or a reason. Um, I don't even buy clothes for it. I really don't. I don't have snow pants. I don't have uh, – I'm jeans and fashionable shoes and one heavy overcoat or two heavy overcoats, and that's it. I don't even I, – I got clam outdoor gloves that I love that are giant, giant thermal mittens, and I love those things. Uh, I was just introduced to the Milwaukee Tool jacket. Oh, with the like power the, jacket? the power, yeah, with the batteries yeah, and the heater in I've it. I've heard that's amazing. So I, got, I might have to go buy me one of those. But beyond that, I, you know, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hunker down guy. I, I'm the guy that goes to the gym in shorts. That if the car ever slides off the road, you'll find me dead. I'll be frozen in a, in a ditch somewhere. You'll find me dead because I'm the guy that doesn't even dress for it. I, I'm, I'm a complete idiot when it comes to that stuff. I go to the gym in shorts. I run inside, go work out, whatever. If, if that's when I go to the gym. Otherwise, I just go downstairs. So. Yeah, I'm not the I'm not a cold weather guy. I love warm weather. Heat, humidity, all that kind of stuff. I'm all in. I love the outdoors and I love the summer. I live for it. Uh let's go to Scott listening to us in Fort Worth. Scott, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill, thanks for taking my call, man. You bet. Uh hey, you know, I, I think the pack actually have a little bit of a chance here. Uh I'm optimistic. Um I I think McCarthy is I mean, I know he won the Super Bowl with us, but I, I don't think he's necessarily a big game coach uh, I think he's I think he's failed more than he's succeeded when it comes to big games and if you know being down here I'm surrounded by cowboy fans 
And they're not big on McCarthy down here either. I mean, all my co mm-hmm. like, McCarthy sucks. And I try to defend McCarthy. Like, well, what? He won a Super Bowl. What? You know, he was good for the Packers for the year, but, you know, he didn't only went to the one Why Super do, Bowl. Tell and, me this, Scott. Why do they think he sucks? They just aren't sold on him. They, I, I, could, I cannot put my finger on I think a lot of them want uh, uh, Dan Quinn uh, to be their next head coach. Or they were real, really high on Peyton down here before he took the Broncos job. Uh, but huh. I could not put a finger on it. They can't give me an explanation as they just aren't fond of him for whatever reason. I, I think right. he's a good coach, but because, you know, we all know he's not the best clock manager in the whole wide world. And, uh, you know, I looked at some of the stats for the Cowboys. You know, they only put up 20 points against, a, a, you know, I think kind of a meager Dolphins defense. Uh, they did lose on the road to the Cardinals this year. So, you know, I think if they double CD, hopefully Jair can play because they're going to need him on, on CD because he's the real deal. If they can find a way to maybe double CD and put their maybe third best or their nickel guy on maybe Ferguson, I don't think Dallas really has a whole lot. Their running game is mediocre at best, in my opinion. Uh, I don't even – I couldn't – I live down here. I couldn't tell you who their starting running back is. It was Tony Pollard, but I think he didn't quite come back from the injury he had last year. So – I couldn't tell you right now, living down here, getting force-fed Dallas Cowboy crap, who's their, you know, who their leading tailback is. And so I think they have a chance on here. So uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. But, again, like you said earlier, we're playing with house money, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, so honestly, well, what do they feel down there? Do they, I mean, as much as they don't like Mike McCarthy, do they feel that this game is a layup? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. And I can see where they're coming from on that, but, you know, uh, I think if the roles were reversed, I think the same thing too. Oh, we got a first-year quarterback. He hasn't had any game, big game experience. Uh, you know, they play in a soft division, which you know I sold to the Cowboys. But um, it's Cowboy fans. You know, they I hear the noise every year. We're going to Super Bowl. We're going to Super Bowl. And and you know they find a, and they find a way to let these people down down here. And this could be it. This could maybe maybe an overlook game. I'm thinking. So maybe yeah. they take the Packers a little too lightly. And let's let's say the Packers keep on playing the way they have been playing uh, the last couple of days. You know the defense is you know what they give up like what twelve points the last week. I get it, yeah. it's the Bears and the, and the Vikings, but um, I just I would just love to see the egg on their faces down here again because living down here, it's just Cowboys this, Cowboys that. I, the Texas Rangers aren't even the like the favorite team around here. There's more Astro fans around here than there are Rangers. <laughs> Well, the Rangers have not given them a lot to cheer about over the years, but certainly in recent history they have, no doubt. And and they got that they they tore didn't they tear down the the newly built Arlington to build another Arlington? It no, it's right next door. They they use use it for concerts and stuff. We went to uh, when the Brewers came down here in August. We went to one of the games, and uh, I don't get into the Arlington area too too much. It's just a little bit too congested for me. But Six Flags is right there and everything too. Yeah, but um. They uh, no, it's right next door, and they they like haven't laid a finger on it, and wow, uh, they've okay. really built up the area where they've had a lot of they had a lot of restaurants, and they have a giant uh, plaza in there where people can watch on this massive TV screen. It's legit. It's really nice what they've done to the area down there around AT and T and the new ballpark yeah. for the Rangers. But um, uh, but it's supposed to be cold down here too. Maybe the Packers will be right home. High twenty seven Sunday, but I know they're playing a dome. <laughs> but. Yeah, I know. All right, buddy. Appreciate right. it. And uh, stay warm in 27 degrees. All right? You do the same. Drive. 
guys get out, man. Uh, try to get uh, hopefully that snow quit on you guys. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. I'm hunkering down for a while. Appreciate the phone call. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. Good, uh, good to hear from him down there. Hey, uh, I know that uh, if you're out and about tonight, man, you're braving it. You probably got some great four wheel drive, but. Uh, they do have some terrific food if you want to head out tomorrow or you're going to be out you know, watching the game on Sunday. That's our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews on County Road K in Oconomowoc. Go to boondocksbbqs.com. That's boondocksbbqs.com. But if you're looking for a great caterer, they do that as well. That's Boondocks Barbecues, Burgers, and Brews on Stonebank, Wisconsin, but in Oconomowoc on County Road K. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ty Dunn of golongtd.com. He's next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. I uh, get to Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com. Bring him in as uh, we continue on on this uh, snowy day here in the great state of Wisconsin. Ty, how you been, pal? What is up, Bill? It's uh, Life is good. I actually was just out in Wisconsin this past week, uh, so it was good to get back to the homeland, man. It's been too long. So let's start with this this Packers team. and. Uh, they're kind of playing with house money. Um, nobody believes they're going to get a win going down into Dallas. I think they have a shot. I don't think they have an overwhelming shot. If I, I, I said the other day, if I had to put money on it, I had five hundred dollars to put down. I put four fifty on the on the Cowboys and fifty bucks on the Packers. But um, tell me what you think of this team and the way the season ended and where they are now. Give me the overall, so to speak. It's funny when he when he said that, Bill. I thought you were going to go the other direction because. If I had 500, I'd go 450 on on Green Bay. Uh, really? And yeah, I think this is a phenomenal matchup for the Packers, um, and and I'm not alone. Just did a a podcast with Bob McGinn, and I'm sure your listeners know over the several mm-hmm. years, several decades, he's he's never made predictions at the Press Gazette, at the Journal Sentinel. It's not been Bob's thing, even here at Go Long. And he he told me before we hit record, he goes, T. I want to say something, and I don't want to tell you before we start. So I just want to say it in the moment, and it almost blew me away. It kind of blew me away as much as his report on Green Bay being done with Aaron Rodgers in February because uh, he just never goes this direction. And he explained it all on the podcast, and, and I'm a believer, too. I think that you know finding that run game at, at this point of the season is, is massive. This looks like peak Aaron Jones living here in Buffalo – seeing what James Cook and the Bills did to the Dallas run defense, it was embarrassing. It was really like watching a high school team get get pummeled where you know what's coming and you can't stop it. So to have that in your back pocket in addition to Jordan Love reading the whole field, finding the weakness, and exploiting that weakness, I think Green Bay is going to move the ball up and down the field, and I think the defense is just going to have to get a few stops. And even on the road, I, I think that they get those stops. Even with an embattled coordinator, I think they're feeling themselves right now out of these last two wins. How do they stop one C.D. Lamb? Now you've got a little bit of a banged-up uh, Jair Alexander with rolling his ankle yesterday, but how do you stop C.D. Lamb? And then when you look at the Dallas Cowboys and what they do in off-script plays with Dak and the fact that the Packers are the worst team in the National Football League at covering the middle of the field, and yet that's where the Dallas Cowboys like to exploit, 
I, I mean, something's got to give, obviously. And if Joe Barry can't figure that out, uh, then I think this could be a really long day at the office. And the fact that the uh, Cowboys have not scored under 30 points at home all season long is another kind of thought uh, in mind, even against uh, a pretty good Detroit de- defense. Uh, and we know how that game went, but still, they, they, they move the ball in Jerry World, man. They do. It is a different beast in Dallas, as we've seen. They're front runners. When the going's good, man, they right. can put up 30-40 on any team. So I don't, I don't anticipate the Packers just going down there to Texas and shutting down Dak Prescott, shutting down C.D. Lamb. But we have seen the secondary at least slow the bleeding against these elite wide receivers. It's not going to be one cornerback on C.D. Lamb. It's going to be a collective. I think they're going to give – whoever's on them, a ton of help. And, uh, you know, what Valentine, Valentine, whoever's out there, I, I think that they're going to have help over the top. They're going to have help inside. They're going to force Dallas to feed the ball to other other players. And if, if Brandon Cooks beats you, if Tony Pollard beats you, so be it. I, I would just be really surprised if CeeDee Lamb went out there and had a buck 50 and two touchdowns. I, I, I don't think that Mike McCarthy is – um, creative and innovative enough to scheme up uh, ideal matchups over the course of four quarters against against Green Bay. He's good coach, obviously won a Super Bowl, um, but he's at his best riding the talent, getting those one-on-one matchups. I don't think they're going to get those one-on-one matchups, at least with C.D. Lamb for the full game. So um, that, that at least gives me a little hope if you're Green Bay that you, you've done it. You've done it against Justin Jefferson you've been able to umbrella some help over the top. And then it's a matter of getting a turnover here or there. And I, I don't know where it's going to come, but I think that the, that the Green Bay pass rush is is dangerous enough to rattle Dak Prescott. You know, it's not just Rashawn Gary. You're seeing different sources of pass rush out of Green Bay. And, and if you just get enough, like you did against Jared Goff, and remember that was in Detroit, that was in a raucous environment on Thanksgiving Day, I, I think that you can force a turnover on Dak Prescott still. At Go Long, what is the most intriguing thing right now? I mean, obviously we're into the wild card weekend, but you've got Bill Belichick leaving New England. Immediately they hired Teron Jared. Uh, uh, they bring him in. And then in addition to that, you've got other coaching openings. You've got the thought of Harbaugh coming back to the NFL. Uh, I mean, just so many moving parts. And then we had mentioned that, you know, hey, if the Cowboys lose this game, most likely Mike McCarthy would be out. But what is the most intriguing thing right now going on this weekend at, at uh, GoLongTD.com? You know, I'll stay right there on the Packers. I, I spent some time out there this past week. I actually got in before one storm and, and the heck out of Dodge before the next. So Mother Nature was looking after Uh but you know, just on this last topic with the defense, I sat down with a starter on defense over dinner on Tuesday night. I'll be posting the story here in a few hours. And I thought that he made a really good point. You mentioned house money earlier, Bill. I genuinely don't think anybody in Green Bay's view in this game is house money. Like, is this, is this player told me they don't want to be quote-unquote participants. Um, he was almost a little pissed off when I kind of, steered the conversation that way. Like, oh, you're the youngest team ever to be in the NFL playoffs. And they don't like hearing that. They don't want to hear that. They're going down there to win a game. And I think in defensively, that's going to be the mindset that they, they genuinely believe they can stop this offense. So, you know, that's going on. And, um, you know, I, I definitely did some reporting for the future that people will see 
We've been all over Jordan Love, you know, a few a few years ago, kind of declaring this guy that next in line. I mean, if he hits, you can't speak on it enough, Bill. Fifty years, half a century of just harmony at quarterback. It's it's right. nuts. Like however this game goes, that that's a storyline that kind of transcends sports. It's it's really remarkable. I uh, I really am intrigued this weekend by two games. Obviously, the game in Kansas City because of the cold temperatures and the fact that Kansas City's kind of limping into the postseason, and now they're going to face a juggernaut in Miami. But Tua is zero and four in games under forty degrees. Then you've got that that high wind game that's taking place up in Buffalo, and one of the things that the Steelers are very good at is getting turnovers, and if they should get a turnover or two, maybe they could flip the script there as well. A lot of good games this weekend, but those two games, as much as the Packers, intrigue me a lot. I know it. I, Gosh, I, the, the Bills have been winning games. You know, they've, they've won five in a row. Uh, their, their odds of making the playoffs were pretty dang low not too long ago. But when you really do look at those games under a microscope, I mean, Kadarius Toney is lined up offside on a back-breaking play that would have earned a nickname right there with 13 seconds and all the rest. Um, you, you, you barely eke by Easton Stick and Bailey Zappi. The Dolphins are down, what, six legit starters. They're, they're two top pass rushers, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips. Look, give the Bills credit. They, they won the game. You can't take those wins away. But I was really shocked to see that 10-point spread because I think the Steelers are a tricky matchup for anybody. I mean, they just muck games up. And if you have 40-mile-per-hour wins is what they're calling for here and single-digit temps and, and snow, that could be an equalizer. That, that could at least make this interesting, just a disgusting, grimy uh, Mike Tomlin game. How often do you see the Steelers in these games and it's just decided by a blocked punt? Or, right. you know, George Pickens, you know, beats a corner off the line and it's a 70-yard touchdown. Like, Mason Rudolph, you know, his fault is hanging in the pocket too long. He's a sitting duck, but he hasn't thrown a pick in three games. And he has made some big plays. And they do have the best one-two punch at running back. No T.J. Watt is huge. They're 1-10 without him. But they're better equipped to handle the loss this time with a Marcus Golden, with drafting some pass rushers. They kind of prepared themselves for this, for, for this kind of loss. And you get Minka Fitzpatrick back. I, I see that game being a game in the fourth quarter. Uh, real quick before I let you go. So uh, everybody wants to go to golongtd.com. They can go there. They can subscribe and check everything out. What do you got coming up this weekend that uh, come Monday we're all going to want to read about? Yeah, so the yeah, we'll fill your listeners in. That player I kind of referenced was Jonathan Owen. So unbelievably fascinating guy on the field, off the field. I think he really does represent um, the real NFL, right? We, we, we see these star, these star players on TV. Well, there's a hell of a lot more Jonathan Owens that were cut constantly on, on practice squads and just begging and pleading and busting butt to get a chance. And I think that his story is, is pretty reflective of why Green Bay is in this position. So that'll be up soon. And I also have my uh, latest conversation with, with Brett Favre. And an hour plus, he, he discusses all things Jordan Love. He is all in. He thinks that they just hit an absolute home run, loves his game, sees himself in Jordan Love's game. Um, talks to Mike McCarthy, what's possibly going through his head. If he loses this game, Jerry Jones can fire him, which is unbelievable. I think that people are going to want to check out uh, that pod. It's up right now if you want to. Great stuff as always, Ty. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. And as the postseason rolls on, you and I are going to get together anyway, and then we'll see you in Vegas for sure, right? Hell yeah, man. Let's make it happen. Good. You got it. Hey, maybe Absolutely. Green Bay will be out there, right? They'll join you. Mm-hmm.
Cross our fingers. That'd be that'd, that'd be huge. Cross our fingers. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bill. There you go. Ty Dunn of GoLongTD.com. That's GoLongTD.com. You can read his stuff there again. GoLongTD.com and always has always has good insight. I speaking of that insight wise, I've been telling you about uh, the, our friends at One Collision County Line. I got an email today, and this was uh, this morning. It came in. It said, uh, "Hey, unit. Unfortunately, we needed one collision." Our 16-year-old son wrecked our Toyota Camry. But you're right. Jim was unreal nice, and they have kept us informed every step of the way. We appreciate the heads up. That's Kathy in Oconomowoc. So she wrote, drove all the way from Oconomowoc to Menominee Falls to take their car to one collision. Uh, and that's what I said. When I had my fender bender, they did a, an incredible job, an incredible job. And now they keep you informed every step of the way. You They actually text your phone. And today's the day it's going into paint. Tomorrow's the day where doing this and then hey we're we're waiting on one part or th- th- this is the time you can come and get it i mean they let you know every step of the way what's going on with your vehicle because everybody wants to know that's that's your life's blood man you got to get around so uh the, check them out one collision one collision county line again one collision county right line call them 262-251-1700 262-251-1700 more of the bill michael show it's coming up right after this is the bill michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad you're on board with us today. Thanks so much uh, for taking a listen to us. Bill Michael Show on the air. I got a nice note from Mark in Milwaukee. He said, uh, stuck on the highway, waiting for the tow truck to arrive. Uh, thanks for keeping me company. Absolutely. Sorry you're stuck on the highway. Depends on what highway you're stuck on. Hopefully it's not anywhere uh, that's within the 94 uh, area or up through that construction area going 43 north. Holy crap, if you're in the Milwaukee area. That would be a terrible place to get stuck, but thanks for taking a listen to us regardless. Good stuff. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, we are going to hear from Joe Barry, the man with all the pressure on him coming into this weekend. We're going to hear what he had to say from yesterday, so we're going to hear that coming up here in just a few. We always appreciate uh, when we get a chance to, to listen to the inner and deepest thoughts of the defensive coordinator of your Green Bay Packers. So we got that coming up. Uh, last hour of the program today, Mike Clements is going to be here live up at the Lambeau, and uh, we'll get his thoughts and what he's uh, kind of garnered. And you got uh, some questions now regarding the injury report. You think about this. You've got Jair, who rolled his ankle in a freak you know, walkthrough, and you've got whether or not Christian Watson is going to be back, and some of the guys, you know, obviously that uh, have been questionable to this point. Just about everybody's practicing, and that's been the good news. But now it's what you do with all those pieces. You put them all together, and you hope that you're able to stir the pot just enough to be able to come up with some kind of a masterful soup so that way you can knock off the Dallas Cowboys coming this weekend. Do not forget, we are going to be at 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. We're going to be at the Nice Ash Watch watch Party coming up this weekend. Watch Party coming up this weekend. And really looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's just a relaxing atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come on down and join us. We're going to watch the Cowboys and uh, the Packers. We're going to watch the, the games prior to that as well. Doors open up at noon, and we are going to be there. And we're going to be enjoying ourselves and then having the uh, Green and Gold Post Game show air immediately following, immediately following 
on many of these same stations. If you don't get it on these stations, then you know where to go. Go to YouTube, download the app, whatever it happens to be, and uh, find us because uh, we bring you the biggest, the baddest, the best, and we're, we're the ones with guys on the ground. Mike Clemens on the ground in Dallas coming up this weekend. Not a whole lot of other places can say that. We're there. You know that. We're there. Stay tuned. we got two more hours yet to go. Two down, two to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.